Welcome to the Unmeasured Podcast. I'm your host, Simi Bodich. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am personally so excited about today's podcast episode. This is a topic that I am so thrilled to get to explore with our incredible guest co-host, Nikki Hicks. Nikki, welcome to the Unmeasured Podcast. Thank you for having me, Simi. It's such an honor to be here with you today. Absolutely. There's no one else I could imagine having this conversation with other than you. You founded Pivot Boutique, which is an absolutely amazing shop in the short north here in Columbus, but of course people can find it online as well. You are passionate about connecting with, inspiring, and being inspired by people. From a young age, you've used fashion as a means to express your emotions, thoughts, and energy. Recognizing that we all have multiple passions and purposes, you made a bold decision to transition from your 15-year career as a lawyer and corporate executive to pursue your dream of connecting with others through the transformative power of personal style. You're driven by the desire to create an authentic and welcoming spaces, and you aim to empower individuals through style uh, and showcase inclusive and sustainable brands. What an incredible mission. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I feel like it's, it's such an honor to be able to do what you want to do, not only once, but twice, but it's also so much more important for it to live up to your values. And that's what I'm really trying to bring through to pivot. And you are such an inspiration, your journey to me, like when we met the first time, I was like, Oh, I think I love her. I still like, I wanted to talk to you more and more and more. So I am. Thank you again for having me here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Me too. And we have our, we've got our little guys to thank for really connecting with our sons bonded over their, you know, their love for dinosaurs and all things like earth science. And then we got to connect and it's just been, it's been so wonderful. I am going to read the question that came in from a listener and then everyone tuning in is going to understand why you are the absolute perfect person to be having this conversation with. So the question came in after years of riding the diet binge roller coaster, I found intuitive eating and am in a much more peaceful place with food. Just as you promised my body's weight stopped yo-yoing up and down and up and down. And I have settled into a more stable place. In some ways, it feels hard to know the days of losing weight and getting a lot of praise are behind me, but it also feels so peaceful to be here now. Now I've got a closet full of clothes that are either too small or too large, and I'm ready to create a bit of a capsule wardrobe. I want to be thoughtful about buying clothes that I love and reflect my personality and also investing in brands that are more sustainable and even women owned. I feel like you've really found your personal style the past few years, and I know you've talked about having fewer clothes, but investing in pieces you love. Any tips on doing this? I would love to start this conversation um, by hearing a little bit about you and your personal evolution when it comes to style, when it comes to expressing yourself through personal style. Like what what has that looked like for you and and what has it meant for you maybe at like different different moments in time? Yeah, this is such a great question. And um, I'd say like our whole mantra is really like believing in like the transformative power of wearing what you love. That is like who we are at its core because what we love will evolve over time just as we evolve. But at the same time, you still remain true to who you are. So like at a young age, 
I started off playing dress up like a lot of young kids do. Um, but I wasn't dressing up in like ballerina outfits. It was more so digging through my parents' closets and pulling together outfits that just kind of spoke to me. And I started, this, this was a whole creative process for me for a number of reasons. One, it was my way of like channeling through my own grief. And then two was also connecting with who I am at my core. So I would like in the store, there was this picture of me in my dad's button downs with my mom's pearl and silver necklaces and a purse and some of my sweats. And that's how I went to school. And I, that's kind of still how I dress today, but my parents empowered me and allowed me to do that. Um, and it was just so inspiring. And I feel like that style has stayed true to who I am as I've evolved throughout my life, but I've changed bits and pieces throughout, right? So um, I think that it's so important when it comes to developing your own personal style to really ensure that it reflects who you are at your core. When you think about the core elements that were present in that little girl version of you, you know, in your dad's button up and the jewelry and the sweats, uh, and then you think about those core elements that have stayed true through now, what do you feel like those are? Like what words come to mind when you think about the things that you're like, yeah, those were true then. And those are true now. So it's funny. So I really ascribe to probably heard this, like the, the stylist method of like the three words to describe your style. So, I have not, but I want to oh, hear, you no, okay. you tell me all about this. I need this. Yeah. So this is such a, this is like a critical element to developing your capsule wardrobe. Because I mean, really a capsule wardrobe at its core is really made up. It's a wardrobe that's made up of thoughtfully curated pieces that reflect who you are and that you can mix and match to create outfits that represent how you feel, right? Um, and so stylists over time, um, two of my favorites, Amy, who's the founder of Tibby, one of the brands that I have always loved and adored, um, and then Alison Bornstein, who is more like a TikTok um, stylist. So they really talk about this three-word method to describe your style. They can be adjectives or they can be adverbs, just really any three words. And so when I think about my own style, it has evolved, but the one word that remains true has always been classics. Um, and I'd say classic and sporty, right? Because I've always been into sports. I've always been into movement. I've always been into athletics, classics and sporty. The third word has really evolved. It's been bold. It's been sexy. It's been modern, right? But so that's those two elements, classic and sporty have always remained true to who I am because that's how I feel as a person. I'm a classics at heart. I love to read. Um, I love sports. And then those that third word just really reflects where I am in my life at that moment in time. I think that's such a helpful uh, piece, like such a helpful practice and insight for someone who's thinking like, okay, you know, like this person who wrote in, I'm in this place right now where I am ready to start investing and in curating this capsule wardrobe for myself. Where do I start? Like what a beautiful place to start to reflect on like, who am I? How do I live my life? And how can my personal style really be an expression of that and share that, show that to the world? Yeah, exactly. And and like the way that I always, when I have this conversation with people, you know, like start with defining who you are in that moment in time. What's your lifestyle? 
what's your mindset and what are your goals? Because your style can also be who you are, but it can also be aspirational. There could be like, you know, a time in your life when you're in a rut and you're thinking, I want to get out of this rut. And so that can be an aspiration. That can be a goal of yours. So those are the three things I really try to um, relate to people when thinking about how to begin to define their three word style. This makes me think of the difference between dressing for other people or based on how you think other people are either going to perceive you or uh, Mm. what they might think about you. It's like intrinsic styling, right? It's dressing for yourself and dressing for who you are and as an expression um, of yourself. And I feel like you have totally, you know, nailed the ladder with what you just described and with what you help so many people do. Was there ever a time in your life where you felt like almost disconnected from your personal style because you felt like, oh, I'm more concerned with um, like dressing to impress other people or dressing in a way of like looking at myself, like through other people's eyes or has the intrinsic style been something that you had? Obviously you had it in childhood. Has it been something that you've carried through for your whole life? Because I know for me, dressing for myself is something that I feel like has just started to happen in like the last handful of years. And that's been like so incredible and, and freeing, but I wonder what your experience with that has been like. Yeah. I'd say that mine was probably in law school, right? It was, and I'd say probably my third year of law school. I'm a hard worker. I was at the top of my class. Um, But during that second year, which, you know, I was like, okay, that's when you're supposed to find that job that you're going to land after law school. Um, And the offers that I had were not from places that I felt um, I was interested in, practices that I wanted to really pursue. So I said no. And I went and I clerked for a a judge um, and people thought I was just out of my mind. So I remember my third year in law school sitting in the career services office and them talking about what I was going to wear to my interviews. And of course, back then they said, women are not supposed to wear pants to interviews. You have to wear a skirt suit. And I wore skirt suits to all my interviews that third year. A lot of law firms I was interviewing at were asking like why I didn't pick a law firm to work for um, during my second year gave them my whole story, my whole spiel. And I was going through a final round of interviews with this law firm that I actually really wanted to work at. They were also sponsoring an event um, that uh, for an affinity organization that I belong to. And I went in um, after my first round of interviews to meet with the managing partner. And it was very informal, but I had on pants. And I went, I remember that morning I was deciding, do I wear pants or do I wear a skirt? And I was so on the fence because I felt like wearing that skirt suit didn't represent who I was. And I didn't feel my most confident in my interviews. And I remember at the last minute saying, no, I'm not wearing a skirt. I'm wearing pants and I'm not wearing a suit jacket. I'm wearing a button down and I'm wearing a sweater on top. Like that's who I am at my core. And I went in, he gave me an offer on the spot. But what I really realized at that time was, dress how you feel, dress in a way that makes you feel the most confident and the most powerful. I wouldn't have the confidence, I wouldn't have had that confidence, I don't think, to answer some of the questions. Um, They were very pressing questions in a way that I did had I not felt good 
inside if I did not find a way to reflect that on the outside. So I'd say that third year in law school is when I felt the most insecure. I was so unsure about my decisions, about where I was going. I invested so much and I really listened to everyone's advice until that moment. And I said, you know what? Be true to who you are. And so from that moment on, I really tried to be true to who I, who I am whenever I get dressed in the morning. Nikki, I wasn't expecting to get emotional during this conversation <laughs> about, about, you know, personal style, but I honestly am like, I'm choking back tears a little bit because just that moment of realizing that you feel more confident when you are true to yourself than when you try to be all of the things that everyone around you is telling you to be like, there is such a, there is such a powerful message in that. And I'm, I was like covered in chills, just moved to tears thinking about you saying, I'm going to be myself. And if this is the right place, they will love that about me. And if it is not, I will find a place where I can be myself. And that, that you expressing yourself in that way allowed you to feel more confident. Whereas when you were trying to do all of the things that everyone was telling you to do, you felt that insecurity. I just think that's so beautiful. I also have a um, an outfit story from the practice of law uh, to the point about the skirts and dresses and not wearing pantsuits. I remember I was so excited as a first year associate. I was getting to, uh, I was getting to go to court for like one of the first times. And I was really, really excited. And I was in a meeting with two male partners and they were instructing me what to wear. And they said like, I think you should wear this specific dress that we've seen you wear before. I think the judge would really like that. And I just remember having this moment of feeling like, wow, I feel like such an object. And I feel like my value here in my professional life and my value in in my career is based off of what some like older male judge is going to think of me in this really specific dress. And I wish that I had had a moment like you had where I was like, okay, I'm going to dress how I want to dress. Although at that time in my life, I did not know myself very well. And I was incredibly susceptible to the opinions and validations of other of other people when it came to just about everything, uh, including what I wore. And I wore that that dress to uh, the courthouse. And I will never forget that moment of just feeling like I'm not here because of like who I am or what I like intellectually have to bring to this moment. I'm just here as sort of like an ornament. And I don't know that that is how the people that I worked with actually felt, but that is how I felt inside in that moment. And I'm sure that many of us can think of times in our lives where um, what we wore or what we felt like we needed to wear like really objectified us. And I think it's so empowering to flip that script and to think about how we dress and how we express ourselves as a way of being more of who we are, not being what the world tells us that that we need to be. Yeah, I completely agree. And thank you for sharing that. And I feel like when what we wear is objectified, it derails us from the path that we are really working to chart. We focus so much more on 
people's perceptions of us and their perceptions of who we should be rather than who we are at our core. So to your point, it is so empowering to just, as our friend would say, like shed those shoulds. And it comes to like shedding the shoulds of what other people think we should be doing, right? Not just ours, but everyone else's. Um, and really leaning into who we are. Because when, like when I was in those interviews and I don't know how it was when you were in that courtroom, I was so much more thinking about how uncomfortable I was and whether my legs were crossed in a way that I wasn't revealing anything that I shouldn't be revealing and whether the often male partner was looking at me rather than listening to what I was saying. Um, and then as soon as you put on something that makes you feel good, all that goes out the window and you're just locked in on your message and who you are at that moment. So absolutely. Yes. I, I love that. Hi, I'm Simi, your host of the Unmeasured Podcast. I'm also a mindset mentor, intuitive eating counselor, health and life coach, founder of the Unmeasured Movement membership, and author of Letting Go of Leo, How I Broke Up with Perfection. Consider me your personal architect, helping you to build the relationship with yourself that you know in the deepest part of your being you are meant to experience. That's why I created my six-month private coaching and mentorship program. In this program, I'll work with you one-on-one to help you tap into your wisdom, align with your values, heal your relationship with food and movement, embrace your body, release perfectionism, cultivate deep self-trust, turn up the self-compassion, and live your beautifully imperfect life. If you're ready to experience more peace, pleasure, presence, and purpose in your life, I'd love to support you to do that. Your six-month coaching and mentorship program is completely personalized support, coaching, guidance, and mentorship. This program includes 12 private coaching sessions and between-session support, so you'll truly feel held every step of the way. To learn more about this one-on-one experience, read client stories, and request a consultation, head to simibodich.com backslash coaching. I'm here to help you build the relationship with yourself you truly deserve. I can't wait to connect. And for the person who is at a moment where they are like, okay, I have, as our, as you said, as our friend Reagan shares, I've shed the shoulds. I'm connecting to who I'm connected to who I am. I am ready to start to see personal style, not as a way of, um, not as a way of trying to be what the world wants me to be, or not as a way of trying to, you know, make my body look a specific way or trying to like fix things that feel problematic or hiding myself or anything like that, but really seeing personal style as this amazing empowering expression of who I am. And I want to start investing in a wardrobe thoughtfully. What was, what was it like for you to start to think about your wardrobe, the pieces that you, that you were connecting with the way that you were expressing yourself to think about that in that way of like in investing in that? Yeah. So really I started with my mindset, like those three things that I really, you know, encourage people to consider start with your mindset. How are you feeling at that moment in time? What do you love about yourself? And really embracing that. Um, And then two, like, what's your lifestyle? 
are you constantly on the go, right? Are you running between soccer practice? Are you um, in a boardroom? Are you in a courtroom? And then like through like really going back to like, what are your goals? So that's really what I did too, especially when I transitioned from corporate to, to launching Pivot. I have a lot of business wear in my closet, but a lot of that business wear, as I started to think through and work through life as an executive, that's when I really started to lean even more into my style and how I showed up at work. Um, I would wear wide leg jeans and a blazer and a t-shirt to work often. Um, and people would be like, oh, that's really cool. But I also felt good when I walked into the room, right? So I would really think about those pieces that bring me the most peace and then I feel the most comfortable in. And so that's that whole mindset, like getting dressed every day. What do I, what pieces do I turn to time and time again? And that's often where that first word comes from. So mine, that's classic. The blazers, the tees, the jeans, right? Um, and then oftentimes heels. So that's that's really where I encourage people to begin. Those three considerations, your mindset, your lifestyle, and your goals, um, and then identifying the pieces that you most gravitate towards and then building out from there. You said something to me when you made my uh, loafer dreams come true. I recently bought a pair of black loafers uh, from Pivot and I've wanted, I've been wanting a pair of loafers for two years now. And it's been a whole thing of like really wanting to invest in like, you know, find the pair that I love the most. And Nikki was, you were so helpful for me in finding these. And you said something to me when I was trying them on. Well, you said two things to me when I was trying them on. One, you told me the story of the brand, which was just incredibly beautiful and empowering and made me feel like I got to be part of a really meaningful story in some small way. So I, I want to, you know, talk to you about that. But you also said you were like these, you'll have these loafers for like 20 years. And it was this really wonderful moment of feeling like, wow, I have this thing that I really love that feels like such an expression of my personal style. And it's, it's for me now, but it's also for my future self. And I've literally in the last couple of years been buying clothes where I'm like, I will love to wear this when I'm 50. My 50 year old self will love these. It started with a pair of sunglasses that I bought a couple of years ago when I'm like, I love these sunglasses now. I can see like my 50 year old self wearing these. And it just felt like such a, a fun way of thinking about something that is in my closet or in my drawer, whatever it might be. And with these loafers, I was like, wow, I'm going to have these shoes for 20 years. Like how cool these are going to be shoes that like my daughter Yazzie will be like stealing out of my closet when she gets older and like, you know, certain like fashion trends come back around. And I think about those things, you know, with my, with my own mom or even with my dad, my, uh, my dad passed away about six years ago and uh, he was very tall. Uh, he was six, five. So, but I have some of his, I have like this old, like Hugo boss t-shirt of his that I sleep in because it's, it, you know, swallows me whole because of how tall he was, but I also huh. have this great sweater of his. And like, I just cherish these pieces of clothing so yeah. much. And so it's really fun to be thinking about investing in these things, having them for now, but also having them for later. And, and what that, what that can mean. Um, 
So I just really appreciated you, you saying that. And I think when you do start to buy from brands that are more sustainable, and when you do start to buy from brands that, uh, hold themselves to certain standards and, and certain ethics, they are more expensive than when you buy things that are fast fashion. And there's a really good reason for that. But when you think about the quality and you think about how long you can have them and you think about taking care of them, I feel like it's such a different lens to look at it through. It is. You're so right there. And I, you know, it's a different math equation, right? Um, when it comes to investing in these pieces, up front, the cost may be a little bit higher than you expect, but the cost per wear over time is equivalent to, I mean, dozens of fast fashion pieces that you'll buy. Yes. Right. But with those fast fashion pieces, those have a kind of an instant gratification. Um, you may wear it once and then it may fall apart or you don't like how it made you feel versus the pieces that you invest in. You think about it like you did for those two years. You really analyze how you'll incorporate it into your wardrobe. You think about, oh, Yazzie will probably wear these too, right? And then you remember, you connect with the story of the brand. That when you buy pieces like that, you also remember buying them and you can tell the story to others on down, you know, down the road. And that's what really is so important when it comes to building out your wardrobe. Now, every piece may not have that same story, but it's really important that you do connect with the pieces in your wardrobe because they're an expression of who you are. They're your first way of relaying to people who you are as a person and how you want them to perceive you versus how they perceive you, right? And so when you dress in a way, I can wear a hoodie and some sweats and I don't care, right? Because it's like, I'm showing people that I'm relaxed, right? And I'm chill. And that's how I'm going to show up at my son's birthday party, another birthday party, because that's how I feel. And people will approach you in that relaxed way. Um, so it, it's just, it's so important to really think about when you build your wardrobe um, through like those emotions and like your mindset. Yes. When you think about uh, brands that you want to partner with, that you want to collaborate with, that you want to bring in to pivot, that you want to help share with the world, what are some things that feel really important for you when you're thinking about, when you're thinking about, you know, the shop and those professional relationships and those beautiful brands that you get to share with us? Yeah. So there, there are a few things that we really consider when bringing in um, a new brand into store or even maintaining our relationships with brands. One, um, we are really big on inclusivity. So brands that are black owned, minority owned, um, you know, just BIPOC, right? So we really, really think about those brands. Um, also those brands that are sustainable or have a commitment to, to sustainability. And sustainability doesn't necessarily, you know, some people think, oh, vegan leather, but there are other ways to think about and approach sustainability. Um, there is traceability. Who's making your clothes? Um, there are brands that we have in store that have 100% traceability. They know where the materials come from to each hand that touches or has a hand in making their products. Like all of that sustainability is such a personal um, decision and consideration. And it's a very broad term as well. It goes beyond materials used. Um, it's, you know, again, that traceability um, and the materials used and really like the longevity of the items as well, in addition to a number of other factors. 
So those are things that we really look at when bringing brands into the store. Are they BIPOC and what's their commitment to sustainability? I love that. Thank you for for sharing that. And thank you also for elaborating a little bit on what sustainability can mean. That's really, it's really cool to like see inside of that a little bit. I am sure that other people listening are equally as curious and inspired as I am about your your pivot, right? From, <laughs> from being uh, an attorney, from being an executive, shifting into this incredible chapter that you're in now of sharing fashion in this way, of opening up the store, of following this, you know, this other dream of yours. What what was that like for you? And what really helped you to have the courage to say yes to this next chapter? Because I also know from our conversations that you loved your first professional chapter. I did. Um, and you know, when you're growing up and I've, I've eliminated this question from whenever I talk to my kids or other kids, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? But there's so many things that we enjoy doing. Um, and oftentimes we chase that perception of success, right? Going back to those perceptions. And I wanted to be a lawyer and I also loved fashion. Um, and I chose the former route because I didn't know anything about careers in fashion, really. And also candidly, I thought about that perception of success. Oh, she's a lawyer. That's pretty cool. The first lawyer of my family, right? So that was awesome. But then over time throughout my career, again, waking up every day, I love getting dressed as a lawyer, um, whether it was wearing a suit or whether it was wearing jeans. I loved it. And I also love connecting with people. That was one of my favorite parts about being a lawyer. Um, when people are, are like ask, what do you do? It's like not being a lawyer. It's not owning a boutique. It's connecting with people to help them accomplish their goals. And that remains true, whether I'm a lawyer or whether I'm, or whether I'm a boutique owner. Um, and so over time, though, throughout my career, I just kept on thinking about what a career in fashion would look like. Oh, could I connect with someone at a boutique? Because I've lived in a number of different cities. And one of the, the first things I've always done is gone to a boutique to connect with people, connect with the community. And, oh, is that something I could do here? You know, wherever I've lived. And so when we moved to Columbus 11 years ago, I still had that same idea. I'm like, oh man, there's not a boutique like this around. Someone should do it. And it's just, it's always lived to me. My friends have always asked like, are you going to do it one day? I don't think I'll do it. I'm not brave enough to do that yet. And it really wasn't until I became a mom that I started to think about my own passions and purposes beyond being a lawyer. And could I have a career that was nonlinear? The answer is yes. And, but I really didn't get that courage until the pandemic, waking up every day, day in and day out, going through the grind and just really thinking and realizing life is short. Right. Um, and I didn't want to live with any lingering regrets. And I wanted to model to my kids to be brave and not perfect. And so there was this day, there was just one night where I woke up from this dream and I had this dream that I had died. And my first thought after, after, oh my gosh, I cannot leave my kids and I can't leave my husband, was I didn't get to fulfill all my dreams yet. I didn't get to open my store. And so that day I was, it was the first party I was going to, and I drove through short North and I always said, if I ever did something, I'd want it to be in Columbus. I'd want it to be in this neighborhood. And I saw three for lease signs. And I, it was that moment. I was like, the time is now I can do this. 
and I worked every weekend building up my business plan. And so that's, that's essentially how I transitioned was really thinking through not wanting to live with any lingering regrets, wanting to be a model for my kids to show that you can pursue and do anything you want to do. Um, and to three, like we can do hard things no matter what. Right. And if it doesn't work out, I will always have this legal career. Um, I can always do these other things, but I want to try this. And if I don't, what, who am I, you know? So, yeah. Nikki, that is such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing about that dream. And I love when you said that you want to model for your kids, you know, to be brave, not perfect. That is, that is such a, that's such a powerful message for them to get to receive. And I think we can say a lot of things to our kids, but what really sticks with them is how we are. Um, I heard Dr. Gabor Mate say, kids don't, kids don't experience what their parents feel. They experience what they are. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just hit me so hard. I hope I'm not like botching his exact words, but it was something along those lines, right? Where it's like, they, they experience what we are. And I just think that you so embody that in everything that you're doing and the way that you're, you live your life. And so I know that your children are really experiencing that like through you because of you. And we all get to experience that as well. It's just been so amazing to hear about your journey. I know for me, I'm, I'm going to sit with like, what are my three words? But I think that my biggest takeaway from this conversation, thinking about fashion, although this conversation feels like much deeper than um, about just fashion in the most wonderful ways, is that your energy speaks for itself, right? And when we when we dress in clothes that make us feel like who we are, we get to show up in the energy of who we are. Whether that is getting to feel like the really relaxed, laid back, you know, casual version of yourself at a kid's birthday party or like a really like, you know, uniquely like styled professional version of yourself in let's say like a boardroom when you're wearing like jeans and a blazer and maybe no one else is, but that confidence speaks for itself. Like I just love thinking about how our energy speaks for itself. And when we, when we dress in a way that is a reflection of who we are, that gets to shine through, um, with so like so many less barriers. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, that's, that's essentially how to approach building that capsule wardrobe, right? Like, yep. I think that when we think about clothes, often we think, oh, it's so trivial, but it's, it's our armor. It's what we use to express ourselves. It's an art. It's so many things to so many different people. And it's more than just clothes, right? It's, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but like, it's, it's more than that. And that's why there is really a transformative power that takes place when you put something on that aligns with who you are. Thank you so much for sharing about that transformative power with us here today, Nikki. This was so wonderful. You're welcome. Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Unmeasured Podcast. If you did, I'd love you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast so that we can reach more people who are looking to live unmeasured. If you're ready for more, come hang with me on Instagram at Cindy Bodich. Sign up for a seven-day free trial of Unmeasured, the virtual bar membership that celebrates your body and never shames it at movementunmeasured.com or visit simibodich.com to get my weekly emails and learn more about my coaching and mentorship offerings. Thanks for joining me today. I can't wait to see you next time.